What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode number 26 of In My Prime Podcast. Got a week six NFL Sunday episode where I have five player props. And uh, before I get started, I just want to apologize for dropping this so late. Um, if I'm be honest, it's Halloween weekend. Uh, last night, we had a good time. We had people over, and uh, I didn't wake up. At the earliest time, I wasn't productive early in the day. So I got to this a little bit late, and I wanted to apologize for that. But um, if you're here listening, thank you guys for sticking with me. And another thing is, <clears throat> I'm in my clubhouse recording this. Um, sub audio is going to be a little bit shitty. Uh, there's a lot of background noise. There's some humming. So I also want to apologize for that. Uh, the audio is not going to be at its peak. And another thing is that I know that I like to tease my plays on my on my Twitter, I uh, obviously give links to the podcast and I say um, what I'm going to do and uh, kind of force you guys to listen to the podcast to get the plays right away. So this time and moving forward, I'm going to say all the plays right away. So if you don't have time to listen, you can still get them. And uh, let's start with that. So the five plays I have are Damian Pierce, over 54 and a half rushing yards, minus 114 at FanDuel. Next is Jeff Wilson of Miami, over 20 and a half rushing yards, minus 120 at DK. Next one is T. Higgins of the Bengals, over 46 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 at DK. Next one is Roshan Johnson of the Bears, over 11 and a half rushing yards, minus 115 at DK. And the last one is Jalen Hurts, under 37 and a half rushing yards, minus 115 at DK. So those are my five plays. Um, if you guys do not want to listen to the whole thing, you guys just want to get the plays, which I'm sure well, some of you guys do, though they are. Um, hopefully you guys like that. And if you actually stay and like to listen to the analysis, I'm going to get into that now. All right. First play, obviously, Damian Pierce, over 54 and a half rush yards. So I, I get that Damian Pierce. He's been pretty awful this year. Been really efficient. I think he's like round three yards of carry. Not good. And also, what might look not good is that Devin Singletary had the same amount of carries as him last week. So this play kind of seems like fishy if you first look at it. I don't even know if we're going to get good line movement on this. I think that a lot of people might want to come in on the under. But <clears throat> here's why I'm backing him. So last week with the Singletary thing, uh, he was just playing a lot better than Pierce. I'm kind of chalking that up to like the hot hand thing. And he just outplayed him straight up. Um... If we look at the Texans' O-line, they've been insanely banged up on all year. Uh, <clears throat> now they're off the bye. They've gotten basically everyone back. And this O-line was a offensive line that was projected to be really good at the start of the year. So O-line is pretty healthy, way healthier than it's been all year. So that should help Pierce out with his efficiency a lot. Um, Damian Pierce last year as a rookie, he was like really good. He averaged 4.3 yards per carry in like a really bad situation against like stacked boxes, Davis Mills throwing. And uh, I just don't think he's just washed as a second year player, you know? So I think that he's still a talented player. I believe in him. Yeah. Getting into the game script, uh, Houston, they come in as three and a half point favorites here. Um, so like our chances at a positive game script, uh, neutral game script should be on like the lower lower side of things like a less likely or not less likely but um like it's obviously not a worst case scenario because texans could maybe get blown up by the panthers i just think it's very unlikely so like the game script aspect here uh panthers their run defense is 
off of him, probably like a bottom three unit in the league. They have one of the second most rushing yards to running backs, the second highest yards per carry at 5.3, and they rank dead last in run D EPA and 31st in success rate. So really good matchup here. Pierce, uh, despite his inefficiencies, he is still averaged 16.2 rushing attempts per game. So volume is still there. All in all, man, uh, this is just, I think it's a good buy spot on Pierce, uh, given the whole line's health coming off the bye week, given the matchup against Carolina. I, I think we finally see efficiency from Pierce here. Uh, I have him projected for 15 for 66 on the ground. And uh, another thing with the hot hand thing. Um, so if Pierce comes out and he's efficient, he's, he's going to dominate touches, you know. Um, he's their guy. They're just if they're not getting production from him. Well, if he doesn't get production, if if he's not being productive here, anyways, he's probably not going to hit. You know, so if they uh, get production from him, there's no reason for them to give Singletary a ton of carries. So, like I said, man, uh, I think it's a nice buy. I, I can understand if if this play susses you out, but I, I really like the spot here. Damian Pierce over 54 and a half rushing yards. Next play, um, the Jeff Wilson play. So we got Jeff Wilson over 20 and a half rushing yards. Um, I think it's a good buy spot on Wilson. Uh, he barely played in the in his first game back. I think he had like 14% of the snaps, didn't even get a rush, got a reception. But um, that game was not favorable. Uh, it was They were kind of in a negative game script. Uh, Philly, their defensive, their run-stopping ability is very good. I think the Dolphins only had like 10 rushing attempts in the first place. So... Yeah, not a, not a great game for the run game. Um, if you look at some quotes from Mike McDaniel, uh, he said, the plan was to get Jeff Wilson touches last week. The game script did not, or the game didn't go as planned. And he then said after that, I have a heightened desire to get him touches here. And I believe it, man. Um, last year, Jeff Wilson was like damn near their 1A. Uh, when playing with Raheem Mostert, Wilson actually outcarried Mostert 71-63. to I don't expect that there, but um, that's just something to prove that McDaniel does like and trust Jeff Wilson. Uh, he's a good NFL running back, too. Um, <clears throat> game script. Uh, Dolphins, they have killed bad teams all year. Patriots, I know that they beat the Bills last week, but um, I don't think they're a good team. <laughs> I, really, I really do not think they're a good team at all. So, yeah, Dolphins are 9.5-point favorites, and I expect a very positive game script here. Uh, Mostert, he's also on the injury report with an ankle issue. Uh, he's going to play, but it's kind of just more incentive to feed him less, um, especially if this game isn't super competitive, you know? Yeah, so all in all, man, uh, Wilson, I think Wilson at the start of the year was just projected to be very, very involved in this offense right away. Um, he's a really solid NFL running back who McDaniel likes with this Dolphins run scheme with how much you have to respect the pass. Uh, it's really easy to be efficient in this system. Uh, so I don't think he needs, he doesn't need like crazy volume to hit this. Obviously it's a 20 and a half prop, but yeah, man, I, I think that he does get more involved here. I think he's around like seven, seven to nine rushing attempts. And uh, I think that should easily be enough uh, in this scheme, uh, given the talented runner that Wilson is. I think Wilson was like around five yards per carry last year too. So yeah, man, I, th I think that this 20 and a half rushing yard line, um, obviously <laughs> this is another player. It seems fishy because he didn't get a carry last week, but I really do like this spot. I, I really do think that he, the Dolphins plan to use Wilson a lot, especially without Devon HN. So second play is Wilson, Jeff Wilson, Dolphins, over 20 and a half rushing yards. Next up, we have T. Higgins of the Bengals, over 46 and a half receiving yards. Um, in, since Jamar Chase has entered the league, T. Higgins in his healthy games where he wasn't on pitch counts, didn't leave really. 
Uh, he has cleared this line in 20 out of 32 games, um, and he averaged 68.4 receiving yards in those games. So, yeah, man, it's a, it's a nice buy spot, too. I mean, it's a familiar trend. That's kind of all I've been doing recently, and I've have been having a lot of success with uh, the buying buying low. Uh, yeah, so he's under in four out of five games, but uh, if you, like, give him more context, week one was like that disaster win game. Burrow was terrible. Burrow's calf injury was on full display. Uh, he had eight targets, no receptions. Like, it was, like I said, windy game, too. Bad weather. Week two, we hit this line. Uh, week three, another game where... I mean, Burrow, obviously in the early weeks, he was pretty damn bad. But uh, T. Higgins did have eight targets, only finished with two receptions. It's just like another bad game, but with good volume. And then in weeks four and six, he only played 51% of the snaps. He left early, and then 54% of the snaps, he was on a pitch count. So now we get T. Higgins um, coming off the bye, expecting him to be 100%, obviously. Also, uh, Burrow, uh, his calf has looked really good in the last two weeks. He's looked pretty good in the last two weeks. Now he gets the buy. Um, quote said that he feels like he's 100%. I expect Berlin, this Bengals offense, to look like the Bengals that we know, the Bengals we've seen in the years past. Um, T. Higgins also, I mean, benefits from the rest too, you know, from being on a pitch count. You're obviously pretty banged up. Get the week off. Um, hasn't been on the injury report, I believe, all week. And, yeah, man. Um, so just like the coming off the buy is like a huge, huge edge for this problem. 49ers, they're a really tough team to run on. Uh, they allow the second fewest running back rushing attempts and the fourth fewest uh, yards to them. Mixon and the Bengals, they really can't run the ball anyways. So, um, yeah, man, I, I just don't see a lot of running whatsoever from the Bengals here. I don't expect them to have success either. San Francisco, on the other hand, they allow the second most passing attempts and the 12th most receiving yards to wide receivers. So, just like another thing, it's like to support the idea that um, Joe Burrow is going to have a ton of passing ball in here. And uh, mentioned earlier, uh, Higgins, Burrow, they've been off this year. Their chemistry, where they have not really been hooking up at a good rate. They haven't been having much success. But he still does have a 21% targets per row ran. It's not bad. Not great either. Uh, Chase has really been at alpha, but um, yeah, man, still, still getting a lot of targets and stuff. So yeah, man, uh, all in all, I love this spot for Cincy. I expect them to have a ton of passing volume. Expect them to be pretty effective with it, especially compared to weeks past. Um, really just think that this offense is going to come together and click. And maybe, uh, obviously, it's a tough matchup for you. It's a really good defense. But I mean, like, if we see like Cincy playing bad teams, I think we see Joe Burrow and the offense just have monster games like they have in the past. So yeah, man. Uh, with this with this line for T, it's a really low number for him, and like he's he's constantly having numbers in like the 60s and like the high 50s we get a, a mid 40 line so just a really low line for him i think he's due to have a good game and i think he will get a ton of volume so really like this t higgins prop over 46 and a half receiving yards all right next one is roshan johnson of the bears over 11 and a half receiving yards minus 115 at DraftKings. So, obviously, we really don't know how this backfield is going to play out. What we do know is that Roshan Johnson, uh, prior to the Herbert injury and his injury, he was the backup. And if he didn't get hurt, um, he would have been the running back one over Deontay Foreman. However, Deontay Foreman, he has been really, really good uh, over the last two weeks. And I fully, I fully expect him to still be involved a lot, you know. 
We also know that DeAndre Foreman isn't a pass-catching running back, and we do know that Roshan Johnson is. So um, using common, a little bit of common sense here, I think that we should expect Roshan to play a solid amount of snaps for sure, and uh, he should get the big majority of the receiving work. Bears here, they are 8.5-point dogs against the Chargers, so just based off of that, we should see a pretty good game script. Tyson Bajan in his first NFL start, Bears running backs had 10 targets on 29 passing attempts for him. So 35% of his targets went to running backs. I think he had like a 2-8 out in that, in that in his first start. So this dude is very content with uh, dumping it off, checking it down to his running backs. Matchup with the Bolts, they allow the second most targets, the fourth most receptions, and the most yards and the fourth most yards per reception to running backs. So the Chargers also funnel targets to the running backs to begin with. Bajan obviously was funneling a ton of targets to the running backs in his first start, so I think that's a good recipe for a lot of lot of targets for Roshan. And uh, just to like speak to Roshan's, like, like the coaches want and his ability in the passing game, he has had a 24% targets per route ran rate, which amongst running backs with 75 or more snaps this year ranks seventh out of all running backs. So, like I said, that's just kind of to speak to his pass-catching ability. The Bears want to get him involved in the pass-catching game. So, yeah, man, I just think there's a lot to like for this one, given the matchup, given that he is clearly, like, the best pass-catching running back, given Bajant's um, willingness to dunk the ball off, and uh, given the implied Vegas line, which means that we expect the Bears to be trailing in this one. All right. Uh, last play for the pod is Jalen Hurts under 37.5 rushing yards, minus 115 at DK. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he didn't have a scramble or a read option in the second half after putting on his knee brace. Uh, his knee is just like clearly bothering him. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, his rushing attempts <laughs> have been really high this year, but uh, that's mostly skewed from like the tush push. Obviously, they run their plays like four or five times a game, it seems. So, yeah, he's been having a ton of rushing attempts, but they've all, like, if you're, you're not going to get more than, like, two yards on the tush push, you're probably going to get, like, one to two yards every play. So, I mean, you can, he can do that all he wants. Um, if, he, if he just watched him last game, he did not look fast. I, I remember he had, like, a scramble play where he, <clears throat> like, he, they, he escaped the pocket and uh, started to run for the first down, and, like, he just, like, was lumbering, man. Like, he did not look fast at all. Uh, obviously, if you got a knee injury, you're wearing a big brace on your knee, that's going to hinder things. <clears throat> also, if we go to the game environment, I mean, the Phillies kind of coasting. I think they're, like, 6-1 and one right now, I believe. It's not really important. There are seven-point favorites against the Commanders. I guess that it's, like, a divisional team, but it's not, like, it's not a playoff game. It's not a must-win game. It's not something that I, I would see him still uh, being used a lot in the running game. It's not the type of game environment for that. So I, I really just don't see him having like one or two, more than one or two design runs. It seems like not great coaching if for putting your franchise quarterback in situations where he wants to, where he needs to run when he's already banged up with a knee injury that seems to be bothering him a lot. So yeah, man, uh, he can touch push all he wants, man. Uh, he can have like the quote unquote volume. Um, <laughs> But I don't see much real volume, like, from designed runs at all outside of the tush push. And also with a knee injury, maybe hit, maybe like a 15-yard scramble turns into like an 8- or 10-yard scramble too. So outside of scrambles, I, I don't see him getting there. And um, obviously he could get there with scrambles, but I think he should be more 
focused on passing. Um, don't expect the design runs to be there. And uh, he's still, like, he's under this line. It's five out of seven games so far. Yeah, man, I, I just don't think it's a spot where Hertz should be using his legs a ton. So that's my last prop. Um, I'm just going to keep it short this time. I'm not going to break down all the other games. But, um, yeah, man, that's my five props. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. I also um, had an NBA prop tonight. If you missed that, it is Mitchell Robinson over 14 and a half points and rebounds. But um, the game is literally started right now, so I don't even know why the fuck I just mentioned that. <laughs> that shit literally did no one no favors. I'm just talking to talk. Oh, man. Okay, well, I'm gonna, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. Let's uh, make some money this weekend. Hopefully you guys make some money. Best of luck on your wagers. If you enjoyed this show episode, make sure to leave five stars. And yeah, peace.